exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. 88.9 The Impact, one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's exposure. This is the Impact Exposure, and I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Wes, and tonight is a fantastic-themed show. As uh, regular listeners of the Impact Exposure know, every so often, uh, once a month or so, we do the Sexposure show, uh, all themes related to uh, the sex life and uh, campus living. I'm joined with uh, uh, lots of folks from the Olin Health Center. I want to go around the, uh, the table here and introduce everybody. We have uh, Dr. D., all right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm not used to starting this. Oh. Uh, thank you for having us. Wes. Certainly, thank certainly. You. And we have uh, Aaron as well. I want to say hi. Hey, guys. And uh, a couple of uh, new folk, or actually, well, Christy's new, as, as am I, to the exposure. And uh, Andrew, of course, uh, old, old hat at this. What's up, guys? So, uh, and girls. <laughs> for those uh, listeners who are new to Sexposure, we uh, just generally chat about uh, sex-related issues here on Campus Life and, of course, give away some uh, prize packs courtesy of the Olin Health Center. So uh, before we get to any of this, I want to shout out the number to all of you, uh, the number here, 432-3893. Any questions you may have along the way, comments, anecdotes related to anything that we're talking about, feel free to give us a call and uh, get your hands on a fabulous prize pack. Uh, now, Dr. D, you've got something to say already. No, I'll just say, call in and you'll get the updated, improved prize pack <laughs> from Olin Health Center, uh, courtesy of Impact, and it'll be complimentary, all kinds of stuff. We have the, the newest in condoms, and we have the se- Sexual Etiquette 101 book, which has pictures in it for the guys. Oh uh, <laughs> I always say that, but you know, then, then I usually get a comment from a woman that says, I like pictures, too. But it's got pictures in it and, and everything you need, need to know, and we have... Uh, uh, lube in there. We have flavored lube. We have uh, maybe even a dental dam. And a, is that a glow in the dark condom? Well, no. This is a festive condom. Festive condom. Oh, you know, it makes for, it so festive. Uh, well, you're going to see, Wes. <laughs> you are going to see, Wes. Oh, that's right. I have to be initiated, don't I? Wes has to be initiated because <laughs> he is what we call our virgin host tonight. That's right. Uh, so we'll be, be gentle. It's my first time. Yeah, we, <laughs> I'm not even we'll go slow. <laughs> but we do encourage you to call in, and, and uh, even though we have fun and we make light of some things, uh, we are here to help you get any information you need to make decisions about this very good topic. And somebody asked me the other day, I said, when's exposure going to be back on there? I said, I don't know. Call, call Impact. Tell you when <laughs> and apparently but, here we are, thanks but, to the uh, one one request. <laughs> I know. It was like real quick. Like It snuck up on us. We walked in the office today, and Evan said, we're doing exposure tonight. <laughs> yeah, getting started like, early this year. We're, we're psyched, okay. but we have a, a lot to talk about. Certainly, we do. You know, and I first want to give a shout out to all of the people up at the LGBT Resource Fair uh, and Expo, I guess, going on at the Union. Mm-hmm. A lot of great people, a lot of great resources up there right now, uh, and they are there until seven thirty, I think. So you got a half an hour left. Run up there and. Um, while you're driving well, there. Well, don't run now. Listen to the show. Right. No, listen to us while you're that. going there. Get some portable headphones and, and <laughs> yeah. listen as you go. There you go. Get portable radio. <laughs> yeah. I was actually up there, and it was packed. It was a packed house, and there were a lot of good uh, information and, and displays and, and a lot of good causes uh, that people are trying to get support on, too. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Actually, I think in a future sex exposure, we'll bring a couple of those folks on. And More than welcome to have about, them on. Uh, yeah. Great, some great folks are involved issues. in that. Great student groups. Yeah. Really good groups. The Alliance was there and several other groups. Yeah. So we got a lot to talk about. We do. Yeah, we shouldn't waste any time. Not that we're wasting time on GLBT <laughs> Fair, of course. I don't want you to get that impression. But we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're, today we'll be discussing uh, the top ten things to know about college sex and the student body. Yeah, you know, we were sitting around the office. We said, what the hell are we going to talk about tonight? <laughs> you can't I said, say that word, Aaron. I, I think I can. Thank you. Um, <laughs> she just did. <laughs> and I said, heck if I know. And so 
in inspiration from David Letterman, um, Dennis suggested that we do a top ten list. So we started asking, I actually sat in the union today, and uh, asked some students what they thought were the top ten things that students should know about sex, and it was really quite eye-opening. Yeah, you know, I mean, last know. year, Impact did something that I thought was pretty unique. One of the hosts, uh, not to put pressure on you, Wes, oh, dear. You know you're Come on, Wes, let's <laughs> go. They did the uh, man and woman on the street, so we, we'd ask a question, they'd go out and interview, so Aaron took it upon herself to go and interview some of these folks, and it's been really interesting this first week and a half how many questions we've gotten about sex and sexuality at the office, on the street, in the stadium, I know, different places. So it's everywhere. We've had a lot of them. But, but we really do encourage you to call in because uh, you really do want to be the coolest person on campus and have one of the first prize packs. We're going to call them the Christie prize packs. Yeah. Oh, that's All very right. nice. It's an honor of our, our <laughs> newcomer, Christie. Very nice. We'll, we'll do that. So please call in at 432-3893. So can, can I introduce the question? Yeah. Yes. Do the question. That's our question okay. of the day right Here's now. Here's the question of the day. You know, it's been interesting watching, Wes, because we, we give away... Uh, condoms, uh, complimentary condoms at Olin, and people come up uh, all the time. And, and over the last couple of years, it's been notoriously on Friday afternoon, <laughs> the men trape up to the third floor and they try to discreetly, coolly get into the you know the waiting room and, and fill their pockets with, with condoms and, and kind of watch them because it's hilarious at times. <laughs> it really is hilarious, especially the freshmen. It's very cloak and dagger. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cloak and dagger. It sounds like an anthropological well, study. Like does, you're sitting back you know, in the brush and watching you know, the... You know, it's like, it's like the caveman <laughs> handing outside the yeah. cave and who's going to get the prehistoric <laughs> condoms, you know. So, we, we, watched, we watched them last Friday and uh, uh, one of the freshmen who walked in there Happened to be from uh, we, we won't say, but happened to be from local area, mm. and his and uh, he went to school at a local school, and his mom, one of his friends' mom, actually happens to work in her office. Oh. so he walked in there, had a condom in his hand, and his friend's mom walked in, and holy oh, crap! Man. I can say that. Yeah, oh, can. It was, I think he did too, was, or something uh, else. America's, I didn't hear that story. The first thing we all heard was, "I'm not picking any up. My friends uh, are. My friends are here for them." But you know why I say that? The question is this: you know we know that uh, condoms are really effective if they're used right. Mm -hmm. You know, you, have, you hear all the stories out there about they fail this, fail that, but overall, you know, you know, if everything went right in theory, they're about 98% effective. Mm -hmm. They really are. You know, there's you get some that are, that are made different ways and, and you really have to watch it. But, you know, these guys that come in, they all grab the condoms and they walk away like, hey, I'm a stud now, I got a condom. And I always want to stop them and say, do you know how to use them? Do you really know how to use them? And then you get that blank look on their face like, <laughs> well, duh, Dr. D, you just kind of slip it on the penis and go to it. Right. <laughs> we laugh around the office because we know that there's one main way that condoms fail. And if anybody out there in the audience that's listening tonight in this great impact audience, <laughs> sex exposure audience, knows that number one way that condoms usually fail but realizing that they are effective most of the time. If you know that reason why they fail, you call in today and we'll slip in. Christy, what else will we slip in that prize packet? Something extra? Should we throw some extra condoms in there or lube or something? Um, we say double condoms? Yeah. Double, double condoms, maybe. And, and candy, too. Candy. Everyone loves candy. How can you go wrong? Yep. Condoms and chocolate. Yeah, so yeah, if you call in, you tell need. us that, and uh, we'll see how... Uh, Sex educated, you really are. And of course, that number four three two three eight nine three. If you want to dial us up, if you have the answer, I'm curious to hear what uh, responses we might get on that one. But well, uh, it's going to be funny because I can see all the guys <laughs> starting to dial. Uh, dude, I know. 
Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I don't want to be a fool on the air, uh, so we'll we'll see if they call in. All right. Well, we promise not to make fun of you too much. <laughs> not too we'll much. Accept no. all answers. Yes, we'll ex- definitely accept all answers. We will make fun of the worst ones, maybe. <laughs> I believe we have one right now. Should we go to it? What? Yeah, it's yeah, your call, Kevin. You, our engineer, good. Kevin's good in the booth go. back there. All right, he's giving me the thumbs up. Let's see what's let's see what we got. Hello, caller. Thank you for calling Impact Exposure. Uh, do you have the answer to our question of the day? Oh no! First time I've been live on the air. Oh no! Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> the number one failure for condoms is the way they're put on. They're put on wrong. Uh, elaborate. They don't know how to unroll them. Elaborate more. <laughs> they think just because it's halfway on, it's going to work. It needs to be unrolled all the way down the full length. Oh. If you don't know that sound, that's the sound of you are almost right, but not quite. But you know what? <laughs> he was sort of right. Hang on. You're, you're, hang on, and we'll we'll get you. Okay. Kevin, can you take his name down, and we'll get him yeah, something. Yeah, all right. Well, let me put you back to Kevin. we got another caller coming in right now. Caller, what is your answer? Um... Not leaving enough room at the tip of the condom. That's number three on the all-time list of why condoms fail, but that was a great, great That's try. a great effort, Arl. We'll put you back to Kevin and hook you up with a prize pack. What do you say to that? Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Well, we still are looking for that uh, correct answer. Well, we'll do that, but we'll, we'll get to the top ten. You want yeah. to start on these, Evan? Yeah, don't for Yeah, keep calling in and uh, giving us those, those we'll, answers. We'll up the ante. As also, if you didn't along. have a question, you just had, if you had a question about something else, if you didn't have the answer for that question, feel free to call in for that, too. Certainly. So, we put together this brief list of top ten things to know about college sex and the student body. And um, the number ten one that I put on there was navigating the morning after conversation is awkward for everyone. No. <laughs> it is. It is. Who is it not awkward for? I'm, I'm not going to say anything on that one. I, I've... I've Definitely been there myself. It is extremely awkward, I can attest. Wes has already taken the fifth on this. That's right. <laughs> He's pleading the fifth. So, so why, do, why do students need to know that? What is it? What are you trying to say by that, Aaron? What are we trying to say? What we're trying to say is that, you know, sex can be an awkward conversation for everybody. And acknowledging that up front gives you the power to recognize your own limitations and to move forward from there. So figuring out ways that you can have that conversation before the morning after about certain things you you need to talk about, certain things you need to ask your partner before you put yourself at risk is important. Right, It makes that morning after less awkward. And if you know your partner before you hop into bed with them, it's going to make that morning after. But that usually helps. Even less awkward. That way you don't have to do the walk of shame, too, because maybe they'll give you a ride. Exactly. Hopefully, (laughs) Hopefully. yeah. Well, now, what brings a question that comes to my mind when we talk about this is, of course, there's, you know, issues of health, safety, and that sort of thing. But something that pops right in my mind is uh, what somebody else might want the, as the next step, like, are they looking for something more serious? Is this? Are you both on the same page? as sort of a casual fling. What What could you recommend on that? Well, you know, that's a great question. The first thing I would say is ask your partner. Yeah, just be upfront. Yeah, ask yeah. your partner before you hop into bed. You know. Well, you know, I, I I tend to use this analogy too much, so I'll try to be careful with it. But I always say about buying a car. I mean, nobody likes to go to the car dealer and say, well, yeah, I'll just take that one. And then the next day they wake up and go, holy 
Right. What did I just do? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive. I don't know if what kind of gas mileage got. I don't know. What. And they go, oh, my God, I just bought something. And you actually, you know, I'm not saying you buy sex. Well, some do, people do. I'm not saying you actually <laughs> buy sex. But you have to understand the conversation should precede that, you know, and we're, we're always trying to be careful here on the impact, not to sound like mom and dad and, and, and the health educator on duty <laughs> type thing. But the fact is, why would you not want to converse about this first? Well, I heard them all, and the dudes are out there now saying, it takes away oh, yeah. the mood, man. You know, you know, I can't talk when I got a beer in my mouth. Uh, you know, they, they, they have all these conversations why they can't have the conversation first, and then they, they have this awkwardness after, like, you know, why wouldn't you want to do it first? Because, you know, you're going to spoil the, the routine, the moment, mm-hmm. what you saw, in, you know, in the movies and how it's supposed to happen. Sure, you may want different things, and then it doesn't happen. I'm sure that's a, a fear. So, so the takeaway message here on, on number 10, I think, is... Really try to to ask the questions of yourself first. What are the things I want to know about this person? Do I just want to know whether he's, you know, he can get it up or she can get it on? Or do I really want to know, you know, what do they want out of this? Mm-hmm. You know, at the very least, what do they want out of this? Do they want a long-term commitment? Or, or is it is it all right just to go out and have casual sex? Is mm-hmm. that all right? And if that's what you want, if that's what you're looking for as casual sex, it's important that we all be upfront about that. Of course. Um, because sometimes we can lead people into believe a lot of things. You don't want to drop that L word if you don't mean it. That's not going to help anybody. Well, you know, and one of the misperceptions out there, too, are, are, are that only guys want casual sex. Only guys go to the bar or go out looking for it. When, when there's a lot of women over the years I've talked to in teaching class and out there who say, that's that's not true. Maybe I want the same thing that mm-hmm. he does if, you know, I'm in a heterosexual relationship. Or maybe I want the same thing she does if, sure. you know, it's something else. You can't just assume. Mm-hmm. You know, just can't assume that I'm going, to, I'm, going, I'm going to score with her because she doesn't know what's happening. And right. I'm the only one who wants sex. When she's probably thinking, this guy doesn't know what he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> she may be using him more than he knows. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's like my favorite scene from uh, the movie with the earmuffs, earmuffs kids. Big Daddy? Old school. Old school. Old school. school, Where he moves into the frat house that's close to the college, and then the guy goes to sleep with a girl that's Mm -hmm. from college, right? And she wakes up in the morning, and she's like, all right, I'll see you later. And he's like, well, can I get your number? Can I? She's like, no, it's cool. And then she leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And he's sitting there on the bed like, are you kidding me right now? So... You know, it's, it goes to tell you, it's not just guys. Not to mention she was a high schooler, right? <laughs> that's right. That's, <laughs> but, but that's beside the point, yeah, of course. <laughs> Bad example, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, if you have any questions, 422-3893, West Tolos. He's not always good at giving the numbers. That's up, right. So you got to help me out with that one. <laughs> but, of course, uh, just uh, anyone just joining us, of course, that number will also score you a free prize pack courtesy of a one center. Full of condoms, lube, uh, a, a fantastic I book just, from what I just... Said? Up the ante. We're going to stick two of those complimentary massages into wow, the person who has the right massages. answer. And oh, Kevin, you can't, you can't guess. So, <laughs> or Lisa. Uh, so uh, if you want to uh, call in and give us that number one way that condoms usually fail when they do fail, knowing that most of the times they they work. So call in, and we'll we'll make a fool of you too. No, <laughs> no. Or three we'll, two three eight nine three. Yeah. Oh, and in fact, speaking of that, we've got a caller right now. Let's check out what their answer might be. Thanks for calling the Impact Exposure. What is your answer? Um, I think condoms fail because people don't like to use them. What do you say, Doctor D? Right answer. I'm going to say you're number six on the hit list. Oh. Uh, some people don't like to use them, but that's not usually the reason they fail when people are committed to using them. They usually fail for a certain reason that most people wouldn't uh, wouldn't know. 
Okay. Well, can I guess again? Can you guess again? Hmm. Let's put it this way. If you guess again and you get it right, then we're going to give you a prize pack you don't want. No. <laughs> no. We're gonna, we got other callers. So we, we do have someone else calling, but thank you for calling. We'll give you a, a, uh, a, regular call? price pack. a regular prize pack. Absolutely. Okay? Stay on the line. We're going to throw you back over to uh, Kevin. All right. Let's check out what somebody else has to say. Thanks for calling the exposure. What is your answer to today's question of the day? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, I was. Uh, my answer is doubling up, trying to use two condoms for one deed. Ooh, what do you think double about bagging, that? never good idea. No. Dude, do you work for Goodyear or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, doubling up doesn't do it. What it usually does is cause a fire uh, because <laughs> you got two condoms on and takes away all the feeling and stuff like that. It is. It is one of those perceptions out there that that's how they fail. And you know, in some ways. The friction of the two, especially depending on what kind you're using and whether there's any lube in between it, you're on the right track. So I can't. I, we'll still give you a prize pack, but we won't give you the exclusive one. That is not the number one. But thank you for calling. We'll throw it back over to Kevin. So stay on the line. There's definitely a way a condom will fail, though. Yeah. Not double oh, yeah. back. Well, you know, and I want to make real clear to all the folks out there who who believe that you know the world shouldn't be having sex and and go out there and make these messages that condoms fail. That the majority of condoms work really well. What we're talking about is uh, when they do fail, it's really because you're not thinking right. User error. And <laughs> user error I like that. Exactly. <laughs> so what's what's next on the list? What do we got? Number nine. Well, number nine has to do with what we're talking about right now. Is protecting yourself isn't easy. It's not easy, and it's, it's important that we identify that, right? But there are a lot of ways that we try to make it more accessible on campus in terms of condom use. And free condoms are available, complimentary condoms are available at Olin, um, as well as through your mentors. We have a great program called Condom Connection that the Residence Hall Association helps fund, and we get them out there. They're on your floor with your mentor, and all you have to do is ask. Um, sometimes you don't even have to do that much. A lot of them have them taped up on their doors, sitting out in bowls of candy. Um, <laughs> a lot of creative ways that they get the condoms out to people on the on the floor, and um, it's it's there and it's put out there for you. So, um, but once once again, when we say protecting yourself isn't easy. I mean, there's a lot we can talk about. We could take two hours talking about protecting yourself. But, you know, whenever you say that about protecting yourself, it's like it almost sends this message that, it, that what you're about to engage in is, is evil and bad and stuff like that. It's no different than when you get into a car. I think most people do wear a seatbelt now, even though the law forces you to put one on. Right. I think that's why they wear them. You know, but understandably, when you get into a car and you're going to drive fast, uh, things can happen. So what we're saying is why you want to protect yourself is because if you do certain things, the logical consequence could be – or the logical possibility could be a consequence. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go out there and not use any type of protection – you're more likely to, to possibly suffer a consequence. So protecting yourself isn't easy, and that's, what, that's why we have this question out there today Absolutely. about condoms, because I, I still love it. People run and grab condoms, or they go to Myers and, and go out of place, and they buy these condoms, and they run home, and they think, I'm protected. Yep. Like the Nothing thing's going like to <laughs> do everything and get on there and use the right all by itself. You know, it's like push the button, and, and it's an automated condom. It's a good idea, Andrew. We should come up with the automated that. condom. It is a good I'm idea. Yeah, I actually think they did make that. I actually saw that. In How does an automated condom work? Oh, yeah. There was a technology no. magazine came out of Japan. <laughs> Push up button. Too much sex no, Eric sent okay. it to me. So, do you think that this is a time that Wes maybe could help us out? And talking about condoms, so well, should we well, wait until we, we, we get Oh, Kevin's giving the thumbs up on this already. I, I think we have to wait until we get an answer. Okay. We All may right. have to wait on this wait. because well, 
part of this step of, of initiating West has to do with that number one way they fail. So ah, I see. You got to see it. Put me to the test, I see. We're going to put you to the test. Okay. So stay tuned because later oh, on, Wes Lord. is going to help us out with this whole condom use. But if you think you have the right answer as far as our question of the day, what is the number one way that condoms fail? Be sure to give us a call at 432-3893. Let us know what your answer is and score the ultimate prize pack that we're giving away. Well, I know the other thing about protecting yourself, too, is we all know there's all kinds of contraceptives out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's different ways you can protect yourself. And just because one way somebody else uses it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I mean, Wes had a great example, and you can jump in here. Is that There's a difference between theoretically effectiveness of, of a protection method or a contraceptive method and what we call user effectiveness. Uh, it takes into account user effectiveness, all the things that humans do when they make mistakes in using that. So you really need to check out the information. So just because your friend's using uh, ortho Evra or using birth control, doesn't mean it's going to be good for you. Just mm-hmm. because your friend's using you know, a, a polyurethane condom doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. And definitely if you're using two condoms, it oh, might yeah. not be the best thing for you. <laughs> Got a frown on that. Well, let's see if uh, we got two more callers on the line right now. Let's see if uh, they've got what it takes to answer this question. Thanks for calling the impact. What is your answer to today's question of the day? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, this is just a guess, but is it because people unroll them before they put them on? That's probably number four on the list, if I remember. Okay. Uh, and put, trying to put an unrolled condom on a erect penis you got your work cut out for you. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't. I don't know. It's, I'm not sure that that's actually possible. Yeah, I don't well, I, I would be shocked. I think it is possible. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's going to work you know, very well. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, maybe I want her to think that I'm big, so let me." Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They unroll them and they blow them up and they show them how big they are, and then yeah. they go, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do now?" And they try to fold them back up and. By that point, it's just more, more making more work for yourself, I yeah, guess. No. I, will, know, I, I do appreciate you calling, but let me uh, transfer back like over that, to Kevin. For being creative, we're going to give you a prize pack. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got one more on the line here. Let's see what we got. All right, caller, you're on the air. What is your answer to today's question of the day? Uh, is it improper use? Well, now, what do you mean by improper use? Uh, not I, not knowing how to, you know, not knowing how to use it correctly, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's general, generally not knowing how to put it on right. Well, it's you know you're you're on the right track, but you're on the same track as the first caller. Is that it, it is improper use? But what's improper about the use? That because there's, improper use could be the way you uh, you don't uh, have a reservoir tip, or you force the air out of it. Improper use could be rolling down. How to roll it down? Uh, it's more than that. The number one is. Uh, is something different, but uh, we're going to give you a prize back anyhow. Absolutely, appreciate your call. Stay on the line, please. All right, I've got one more calling up here. Let's uh, let's see what's going on. All right, uh, do you think you have the answer to today's question of the day? Um, I'm going to take a guess. All right, what's your guess? Is it that people don't um, get the air out of the tip? Mm, air out of the tip. What do you say, Doctor Dave? That that's right up there at the top. But do you know why that is? It's not the number one, but you know why the, why the why that's a problem. No, why? Oh, gee, I thought you knew. Oh, <laughs> it's because you have to force the air out because the ejaculate has to go somewhere. And if you put the condom on without forcing the air out, you end up with a little balloon on the tip of the penis. And that that latex balloon, if you're using latex, if it comes in contact with a lot of hard thrust, I can't believe the first show we're talking about hard thrusting. There you go. It's a lot and of hard thrusting, it. <laughs> and it runs into you know a, a hard surface, a pubic bone, or something like that. It can burst. So you want to force the air out so that the ejaculate can actually go someplace. Yeah. 
And you know the producers are now looking at me like they're going to yank me from the air. <laughs> but, but it was a really good guess. And thank I think, you, thank I, you a lot for calling. Prize pack. Yeah, please stay on the line for that prize pack, of course. All well, right. maybe we should go ahead and do it and just give them, give them, give them the answer. What do you think? Oh, we've had a lot of really uh, good guesses. We, got a few we more still more got folks calling up. We've got, like, sure, yeah. we got like the top seven, except for number one. Yeah, yeah we still haven't <laughs> no. got number eight yet, so... Let's uh, let, let's move on forward with this. Uh, Number eight we, yeah. is um, actually it was inspired by the show Greek. I was watching the show Greek last night, and <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> anyway, long story short, having the best sex in your dorm room means communicating with your roommate. Um, so my piece of advice is that you talk with your roommate about privacy issues because hello, whoever wants to get walked in on? How embarrassing is that? Absolutely. Yeah. Or walk in on someone, too. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. as bad. I think that's every roommate's greatest fear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> not good either way. No. no. Into that, Although uh, there equation. are the roommates, of course, I have not been, uh, uh, I've not had this experience, but I've known a lot of friends who have. The roommate that just doesn't care. Just the, you know, just yeah. go ahead, you know, and as mm-hmm. if you're not even there. That's extremely awkward. <laughs> <laughs> roommate relations are... Relationships are hard enough as it is. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, this first couple of weeks, and I'm already getting calls at the house, and even saying, "Can you help me with my roommate?" Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not <laughs> roommate central here. Uh, but a lot of people are already calling. But communicating about that, I think, you know, even though you saw it in the mm-hmm. show, which I don't know what the show is, but it, I think it is important because you need to communicate with the person you're living with in order to, you know. Mm-hmm. Avoid these situations that are both embarrassing, and unless unless they're into voyeurism, and that's a whole different show. <laughs> but really, need but to it's avoid more that. than even just that. Actually, having uh, your partner over for for sexual relations, but mm-hmm. even if you're having your partner over a lot, um, I know that sounded really technical. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, relations. even if you tend to have your your partner over a lot, if you have a lot of visitors, privacy becomes an issue when you're sharing a small space with somebody. So um, just that piece of, if it's more than just good sex, you know, you want to definitely just communicate with your roommate about time that you might want the room alone. Or, Certainly, hey, or a sign, perhaps. Yeah, uh, the yeah. sock on the door thing. It, it's always it's a tried good and idea. true. The Absolutely. sock on the door thing? Put yeah. the dresser in front of the door. Yeah. Right? I went to college Locked 20 years ago. Lock the door. Yeah, exactly. Although, roommates do have keys to the same room, so that well, that, yeah, that is thing. true. It's just communication. Though. Absolutely. Being able to talk to your partner and your yeah. roommate about the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we didn't we didn't start off with with, with our usual uh, kind of caveats to our show is that you know we don't assume any of you are sexually active, and I think the show is just as good for those people who choose not to be sexually active. We always say that you can choose to be sexually active and be really healthy about mm-hmm. life in, in general, and, and, but you cannot deny that you have a sexuality because everybody mm-hmm. has a sexuality. So for you, those of you out there waiting for us to get to that one that says you, one of the top ten things you should know is be abstinent all the time, right. we don't say that because that's really kind of your choice, but, but it's a healthy choice too. Mm-hmm. Okay, number seven. Um, this one came from... Talks around the office. <laughs> I'd like to be in around the office when this one comes up. It's, just it's a to great start off with, of course. Uh, despite what porn and underwear ads say, not everyone looks or acts the same during sex. A lot of us, <laughs> you know, we watch movies, we watch porn. It looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watch porn. Don't give okay. me a look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a lot there of fun. But you know what? It's it's not necessarily reality. And it's important that we all realize that. Mm-hmm. Underwear models do not have angel wings. They don't. You're kidding. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Women don't have angel yes. wings, actually, unless they're tattooed on your back. It's, it's a crazy little thing. Weird. Well, you know, I, I did a uh, the Welcome Week edition of the article uh, of the state news had an article that I quoted a lot in there about uh, that 
most of the college students who come to this university and other universities around the country really aren't educated. They really don't have comprehensive sex, sex ed, uh, and many of them don't have a lot of knowledge about it other than what they see on the Internet or in porn or erotica. And there's a lot of – Aaron makes a really good point here. There's a lot of misperceptions in pornography and even in erotica and underwear ads that you know men are always ready to have sex and women always enjoy it. That's mm-hmm. kind of the misperceptions you get from porn, that they're, everyone's ready and they can do oh, yeah. it at the moment and they can drop everything and everyone's Last hard and everyone's having great. orgasms, yeah. multiple orgasms. <laughs> and then when they get actually choose someday to be involved in sexual activity, go, why wasn't that like, you know, Long Dong Silver did in the, you know, <laughs> Debbie meets Dallas and everything else? It's mm-hmm. not like that. Right. There's a lot mm-hmm. of misperceptions. So, as everyone said, one of the things you need to know is everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone reacts differently. Everyone has different likes and dislikes. And as Andrew said, this all revolves around communication. Absolutely. You know, communicating with your partner what you like, what you don't like. And it also talks about body image. I mean, some people uh, look at what's out in magazines and media and make some assumptions about what they should or should not look like or what their partner should or should not look like. And it's important that we acknowledge that what media has out there is a lot of airbrushing. And, um, you know, to respect your own body and to be comfortable in who you are because the person that may be choosing to get naked with you probably isn't expecting a Victoria's Secret model. Exactly. Um, They're there because they want to. Well, it was real funny last night. Because I got home and I saw a Playtex commercial on TV, and it was it was all the type of women that I would see normally on the street modeling Playtex mm-hmm. underwear and, and bras, and I was so excited about it. Not, <laughs> Normal not it women was, on TV, but, amazing. No, it was it was just it wasn't this you know five percent of America with the really mm-hmm. thin bodies, you know, and curvy. It was just and they were they were flaunting it. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. It gives you the message that you know it's like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, we're still waiting so, for that answer. We, we are indeed. That's it. That was right on my mind, too. Before we get to number six, let's plug that number again. 432-3893. Call us up. See if you have the answer to what is the number one way that condoms fail. We've got some pretty good que- answers so far, but uh, still not the number one. I think we got, I think we got Absolutely. two th- through nine, but we don't have number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're still waiting for that. If you think you've got it, call us up again. 432-3893. You guys are getting close. Oh, yeah. So then in talking about um, what the media has out there for us to assume that sex should be like, um, Dennis said, you know, maybe we should talk about some of the turn-ons and turn-offs. So, Dee, tell us about the poll that you did. Well, (laughs) nice choice of words there. Uh, (laughs) Turn-ons. Hilarious. I didn't even think of it. She says that with a straight face. She looks at me and goes, oh, we talk too much around the office. Oh, yeah. you know, it's really interesting because as, t- as we've seen these freshmen come in and get the condoms and everyone's talking about sex and then sex on campus in the first three or four weeks and everyone's, you know, trying to negotiate, stuff like that. They all kind of have these ideas of what they think, you know, once again from pornography, erotica, and maybe the past or what they heard, you know, in the grapevine. What, you know, what are turn-ons and turn-offs, whether it's, you know, take them out to dinner and stuff like that. When when Aaron and I were speaking in the research that I've done, it's, it's really not about sex or sex. It's about sensuality. Mm-hmm. It's about your senses are what turn things on and turn things off. And when we did polls here over about 5,000 MSU students over about 20 years, we asked them what really turns on a sexual situation, what turns off. And it was really interesting that, that and this could be a question for a future poll, but I'll give it mm-hmm. away now. The top turn off for those 5,000 MSU students had to do with what sense do you think it was? Sense of smell. Yeah. 
bad smells. I mean, it, the turnoffs. And people don't realize how much your sense of smell ties into you being turned on or turned off by anything, whether it's food, another person. I mean, you can have the most attractive partner in the world standing in front of you, and you go, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be a real turnoff, you know. Uh, on the other side, the number one turn on was what? What do you think? What sense came out? Hmm. I, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say so, so, sense of uh, hearing. Are no. The, the sounds? No. No? Okay. no, it was actually touch. Touch. Okay. Sense of touch. It was the biggest turn on was a adequate foreplay, mm-hmm. adequate touch. Way before you go, you know, like, you know, they usually say that most uh, most sexual situations college campus go from mouth to genitals in 3.5 seconds. <laughs> and, and, well, and, well, it's a little bit of exaggeration. Just a little. But yeah. the fact is that a lot of people responded that they really like to be touched and cuddled and the sense of touch. So, so knowing that, now let's just go to the second turnoff and turn on. The second turnoff, the biggest turnoff was what? Second biggest turnoff. What, what sense do you think it was? Second biggest turnoff, uh, sight. Think about what I just said. Christy, what do you think? Second big turnoff was? Um, would it be touch again, I yep. guess? Lack okay. of touch. Yeah, Lack of touch. It's not enough touching going on, mm-hmm. not enough uh, foreplay before that. And so the, the second big turn on would be what? Smell. Smell. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. I finally got one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were interchangeable. So yeah. if you think about it, the two senses that you're born with and really helps you uh, get in touch with the world as a baby are smell and touch. Mm. Because babies remember smell and they remember touch, and it kind of kind of sticks with you. So if you're thinking about how to really make a situation sensuous, because that's really what you're after. I mean, sex is terribly overrated. Sensuality is where it's really at. You know, uh, think about your senses and how you can help with that. But I see we All have right. some more callers. We do indeed. Uh, for our question of the day, what is the number one reason that condoms fail? Let's see what we got here. All right, caller, you are on the air. What is your uh, answer for our question of the day? Is it that people just don't use them? We have had that one already, but that's a good oh, guess. Well, well I, have an, I have another guess. Oh, oh we got another caller, though. We got but someone else. You know what? You know, not using them is a failure in itself, but we're talking about the people who actually got them in hand. Yeah, what is the wrong technique, I suppose? So, all right, we'll stay on the line. We'll still hook you up with a great prize pack. Thanks for your answer. Oh, and uh, we just lost the second caller. That could have been the right one. Who knows? Uh-oh. I guess we'll just have to wait for someone else to call. Call back in, quick. Yeah, call Kevin, I think in. that was all your fault. We know We know <laughs> that uh, our producer has the right answer because she put it up on, she guessed, she, did. she put it on a piece of paper and guessed, and I went, how did you know? Oh, uh, wait, we got, I think they're calling back. Let's see what I we got think. here. All right, uh, do you have your answer for today's question of the day? Oh, sorry about that. There you go. Uh, caller, do you have your answer for today's question of the day? The way they're opened. The way they're opened. Well, you have just won the superlative prize pack for uh, sex exposure tonight. You got it. Congratulations. You got it. That's how they yeah. fail, because think about I can't it. Believe it. I thought thought about it the whole time. Yep, you, you have to think about it because, you know, you think about how most, whether men or women, actually right now surveys show that women buy more condoms in America than men actually do. But think about the way they're open. They're usually open in a hurry with your teeth and the light's out. Mm-hmm. And you poke a hole in it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You poke a hole either with your nails or your teeth or whatever. You rip them open because how many people go, wait a minute, turn the light on. I want to see exactly what this condom is in the <laughs> package, and I'm going to carefully open it up. I'm not going to rip it open because I take my time. No. <laughs> Most people don't do that. They open them with their teeth in a hurry with the lights out, and, and they, put, they put nips. <laughs> right. they, they put little nips in them, but 
Thank you. You will get that enhanced prize packet today, and you have the adoration of this whole panel. We'll be sure to stay on the line. Kevin will get all your information. I do appreciate your call. All right. Well, there we go. Number one uh, on the uh, halfway of the, through the show. That was, that was a great. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. We have another caller? We do. Uh, let's see uh, what our caller has to say. Now, of course, uh, we have given away our number one uh, prize pack, but let's see what they've got to say. All right, well, thanks for calling the exposure. Uh, do you have a comment or question for uh, the panel here? Yeah, I got a comment for you, real quick. Uh, wow, how badly do you have to be to rip the condom with your teeth? I mean, <laughs> I've done that hundreds, if not thousands of times. I mean, I've got it down to a science where I can get it out in seconds, and I've never even come close to gripping or damaging, and I mean, you know, I guess I got proof because I'm clean and healthy and no little babies running around, but... <laughs> now, the, Dr. Not that you know of. Not that you know, but let's put it this way. I mean, it's like anything in life. I mean, it, you know, I used to skydive all the time. If I would have just packed my chute with the, with the light out and and did it in a hurry and not knew where everything was, I wouldn't feel as comfortable. So you got it down to a science. I'll tell you what, maybe the next show we'll have you on. We'll see how good you can actually do it because there's like five steps that we know out there where they can fail. But, uh, yeah, some people do have it down to a science, and you really need to know where the condom is in the package and whether it's a translucent package or metal package or whatever. But that really is the number one way. Well, now, is he the exception? Do most people just tear the condom when they're using their teeth? Is that... uh... Yep. Well, it can be that because how many people actually, you know, feel where it's at and stuff and see it? And and come on, let's face it. Most Americans, at least, have to have the lights out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, most Americans are idiots, but I mean... Well, that's for another topic for another show, I think. Another show. Yeah. You can do that. I have to to come back on another day. We do appreciate your call. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for calling. We will get a prize back. Most Spartans are not idiots. Though. Yes, but completely. Right. But it is. But this is uh, six exposure, so that that caller was complete with heavy breathing. I'd like to point out. So <laughs> that was a bonus. Like <laughs> but you know, he, he, I mean, if he's got it down to a science, that's good. Certainly, that's good for him. Yeah, but, 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 everybody can get it down to a science. You know, oh, most, yeah. most people don't. Wouldn't even be aware of that. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people aren't doing. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, if you don't think about it, and how do you know you haven't been having problems all this time? Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's, true. it's that. Yeah. But. All right. Going to the next one. We got more uh, more top ten things to know about we college do. sex and the student body to hit. So please, number five. Number five has to do with sensuality too. The fastest way to anyone's heart is through food, and this came from our nutritionist. Um, she says applied or eaten. So, so now, do you care to clarify on that, or do we need to? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, food can be used in a variety of ways. Um, in terms of just sharing a meal together can be a sensuous experience. Um, going someplace that is meaningful for the two of you can be an amazing experience. Um, just the sharing of food can be is very culturally ingrained. Um, and then when you talk about, you know, fun foods that you can use during sex for sensuality, there's a lot of things you can be creative with out there. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's go to your first point first because, you know, Think, think, <laughs> think about think about uh, how sensuous uh, sharing a meal with somebody is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very sensuous experience. You have your, your, your vision, uh, your, your taste. Uh, you know, you're touching food, and many times you're communicating. And so, why not? If you choose, if you choose, if you choose within your own sexuality, you know, I want to be sexually active, and I like this person, and and we've talked about. Why not have a a, a, a pre meal before you even decide? What a time to get out the conversation about you know when exactly. you, when you're 
you're talking about food and stuff because it is a sensuous experience. And and I de I defy anyone to call in here and tell me that sex is actually better than sensuality. Because when I ask people about, you know, tell us tell us your best sexual experience and tell us the best time when you're really passionate, engaged in life. And they'll say, well, you know what? When I was in Brazil doing study abroad or when I was skydiving, I was doing this. They don't ever say, when I was having that multi-orgasm with this person. <laughs> they never say that. Because right. it's really about sensuality. And why Why wouldn't you want to add that all together in the experience instead of just, you know, doing the one or two minute orgasm, mm -hmm. you know, type thing. Uh, so, but you can talk about how food is used during sex. That's kind of out of my... Oh, so uh, food can be used during sex for a, a lot of different ways, but, um, I mean, you can buy cookbooks on how to have fun with food, um, whether it's chocolate sauce or... Um, whipped cream. Whipped cream, Boys. things like that. But the one thing you always have to remember when you're using food and sex is you never want to use food and a latex condom. Oh, no, um, no, that's one. That's a new one to me. So why why is that? There's oils, plant oils, things like that that are in food that will actually break down latex, uh -huh. cause tiny microscopic holes in it. You'll never even notice that there's holes in it, but hmm. could potentially share, you know, an STI or pregnancy or or something like that. So you always want to be careful uh, hmm. when you're dealing with food and latex. But food can be really fun. It can be yeah. you can use body paint that's edible. You can use flavored lube. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of fun things that well, are. Well, well let's, let's have Wes taste the flavor lube. Oh, yeah. But, oh. but as this is not what I signed up for. As, as, <laughs> as Aaron is opening this up, because Wes has his look on his face of, of <laughs> disgust right now, any of this stuff that we're talking about, uh, and Aaron and I were talking about before we came on the air here, it has to be done with consent. I mean, whenever you're going to do anything with your partner that's new, exciting, different, whatever, it's not something you you don't want to bring out the pomegranate and say, hey, we're going to have sex with the pomegranate type right. uh, body wash definitely or whatever. I like pomegranates. Uh, what I'm saying is that you should always communicate with your partner about everything you, you want to do with the partner and make sure that he or she is agreeable to it. Certainly. It's like anything. You know, we can talk about a lot of things that people will go, oh, God, it's, it's gross or whatever, but it's all about talking with your partner. All so. right, Wes, so give me your hands. All right, both of them, here you go. No, just, oh, just one. one. Okay. Turn it over. All right. Okay. Do you want to talk it out? Or you want yeah, me to I'm, just, I'm just watching Wes's face as he turns a bright shade of red here. <laughs> uh, as Aaron places the dental dam, the latex. Is this polyurethane dental this dam? This is a polyurethane. No, this is a latex dental latex dam. Latex dental dam. Okay. So the latex dental dam that can or be used doily, for... Or doily, as we call. Right. Can be used for oral, anal, or oral vaginal sex. And what you do is you just Replacing lay it... it on his hand. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> on his hand. That's not a euphemism for anything. This is my right hand. This is. And so what you want to do is you want to place this over wherever you're going to perform oral sex. You can put a little lube on the actual skin and then lay the latex doily over it to enhance the um, sensation. I just out of curiosity, which flavor is, uh, is this lube oh, today? Guess. No, we're no gonna I have, have to guess. guess. Taste yeah, test? Yeah, you're going to have right. to guess. This is right. your initiation here at Sexposure. <laughs> Uh, if I, I fail, it's on air, on too. Here, do you? All right. Okay. okay. There you go. i got to taste this now. I'll say. Yeah. He's tasting it right now, and his <laughs> look is... It's reminding me of watermelon? Close. You want another guess? You don't get a prize back, Wes, so forget I'm it. I'm going to go second guess strawberry. Strawberry kiwi. Oh, all right. Nice. One of two. All right. Okay, so what do you think? It's it's pretty. It's not bad actually. I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. It's 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 not quite the same. But of course, lubrication. I wouldn't expect to taste exactly <laughs> like strawberry kiwi. It's, it's right. not so. something you would order on your uh, MSU dairy. Uh, uh, 
Probably not. Okay. Probably not something <laughs> you want to swirl on ice cream. But right. it's it can be a lot of fun, and it makes using dental dams or using condoms for oral sex a lot more fun um, and just increases that sensuality. Sure. And just so you know that Arno's uh, top ten turn-ons, food was there. That's sharing a meal together and and uh, using food that's in creative ways. Once again, with you know consent of your partner. Mm-hmm. So we're on to which one now? Number four. Number four. Number four is important because not everyone is doing it. Um, we wanted to put this out there because we are an inclusive community, and we support people that are making all kinds of choices out there. And we know that 27% of students were abstinent in the last academic year. So it's important that we know that there is a community uh, that are choosing to be abstinent, and we absolutely support that decision as long as it is congruent with your morals and beliefs. So now I have to ask, the 27%, is that uh, a choice to be abstinent, or is it may, oh, does it also include folks who just, just that, happen to not? That's a good point. That is a good point. You know, it's, as you were saying that, I was about to say, I hate that word, abstinent. Yeah. Because it has this such such connotation to it. Like, if you're abstinent from sex, that, you know, you're not, you know, you're not, you don't have a sexuality, mm. or you must be a prude, or you must be this. No, you know, I wish we had a different word for it, because these are people who hopefully made conscious, mm-hmm. educated decisions that, you know what, uh, Maybe I'll get to it at some point, but it's not a big high priority on my list. Or, you know, I want to do I, I tend to have a little bit of mixed reaction. People say I'm saving it or whatever because it's not something you give somebody. Sure. It's something you choose to have with somebody. But that word abstinence mm-hmm. sometimes – and I also have a hard time, and Aaron and I and, and Andrew are all HIV counselors as well uh, – who have seen over the years when people come in, you know, and they get their negative t- test and they'll say, I'm never having sex again. Mm-hmm. I'm forcing myself into abstinence because <laughs> there's just too many risks. And now I say, well, you're never going to drive a car again either? Mm-hmm. Well, you're never going to walk the streets uh, anymore because there's risk out there? Well, that's different. Well, now I, I had friends who who abst- uh, I, I guess I still don't use the word abstain. I agree with you on that. But choose they, not to have they sex. chose not to have sex until they were married. You know, lived together and everything. Right, even you know before they they got married. And uh, the way that, that they always framed it to me was they were mature enough to make a choice. And that doesn't mean that you're more mature if you don't. But it just meant that they made that choice to do it or not to do it. They just well, the important thing about that too is it sounds like they had communication with each Absolutely. other. Absolutely, very much that's so. That's the most important well, you know, thing. We don't use that for anything else. So, you know, I have a friend who has chosen not to take driver's ed and she chooses not to drive a car. We don't say, you're abstinent. Right. <laughs> you're abstinent from a car. I mean, you know, it's just a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice, but I think sometimes we just have such connotations mm-hmm. in this culture about such words. Even masturbation has this, this connotation mm-hmm. to sure. it. You know, so sometimes it's like, because you're abstinent, you know, I'm a select group of people that must be deranged. No, no. There's a lot of people in this cabins who make that choice. It's a good choice. Sure. And it and it's, doesn't mean that these are people that choose never to have sex. It means they're choosing not to have sex at this time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they didn't have sex before or that they aren't ever going to have sex. Right. It's just it could be an age or a marriage or it could be anything. Or it could be they just don't feel like it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Here, what was the stat on the flip side of that? 73% of students do have sex on campus. Right, and- but... It's 72% are one or fewer partners. So we know we have a lot of monogamy on campus as well, Um, whatever that means to you. But it it means one or fewer partners to that question. And that's what Aaron Aaron and I were talking about before I came on is that there's a lot of misperceptions Mm -hmm. about sex. I mean, almost as many as alcohol, you know, that that everybody on campus is having sex all the time in every place in the steam tunnels with 15 different people. It's a a college you know, stereotype that everyone's having sex yeah, yeah. and they're having with multiple partners and they're not using protection and they're getting drunk every night. And I don't know gotcha. how many people, times people have come up to one of us and said, 
I think I'm the only virgin on campus. And you go, no. <laughs> no. Not, not no, according no, to this. No, 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 right. no. There's a lot of people who choose to, to be that way. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. So, the number three one uh, we put on there is that not everyone has the best intentions for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we want to be honest about trusting what you know and being skeptical. Mm -hmm. um, you always want to be skeptical. I think skepticism is a very... Um, Unused trait. Mm -hmm. No, and, and, and Anna and I debated this before we came on because it is a touchy subject. We both have worked uh, in the field of, of sexual assault uh, for many years, and you know, I just told Anna. I used to tell people, you know, especially freshmen, men, and women when they're on campus, that you know, the first six weeks is pretty critical. You're starting to get to know people. Uh, you want to be part of the crowd, and you go out with people, and you get into situations, and then something happens. Uh, and I'm, we're not at all blaming the individual. I mean, there are a lot of perpetrators out there who commit sexual assault and rape uh, who do it with an intention to do that. Mm -hmm. But I used to say, and, and, and I would say, well, maybe that's not the right way to say it. I used to say, trust your instincts. If you're out there and a situation doesn't seem right or it doesn't feel right, uh, get out of that situation. But Aaron was saying, well, it sounds like a little victim blaming, and it could be. So, mm -hmm. so I guess what we're saying is that, you know, especially during these first six weeks, when you don't know people, uh, stay with your friends. Sure. Uh, get to know your surroundings as much as possible. There's no reason that anyone should ever commit sexual assault against another person, but there are people out there who do it. Mm -hmm. uh, do the best you can. Be skeptical about situations. It's another reason why to try to communicate as much as possible. The, nothing we're saying here says that it's your fault. It's never really your fault. Right. It's, it's never, the individual who does fault. it to you. Uh, but we're always saying to be a little more vigilant. Uh, be a little bit more skeptical Certainly. because well, no. these first six weeks is when we see a lot of this stuff happening. And you know what? I wish I could push a button and all the men and women out there who have intentions of doing this kind of stuff would disappear. But that's not the way it is. The reality is there are people out there like that. Well, now, you're, saying, you're saying trust your gut, but are there more concrete things you could look for if you're kind of unsure about uh, this other person? What you know, well, what? you know, one other one of those stereotypical sayings that everyone says around here, and we're probably guilty of it too. They always say, you know, alcohol is the number one date rape drug because alcohol is used a lot in, in by individuals who are trying to get somebody else to intoxicate a state where they won't have some of the faculties to make the decision they usually would have. Uh, you know, if if somebody is feeding you alcohol and someone is starting to feed you alcohol, that would probably be a good sign to you know, you know try to back off or, mm -hmm. or try to know, know what the situation is. And the converse to that is that if you are out with some friends or out at a party in general and you see, you notice the situation happening between two other people and you aren't involved, get involved. Mm -hmm. um, what's so important is that we empower people um, in this community to stop being bystanders, to intervene whenever you think something is not quite right. Mm -hmm. If you notice somebody is constantly filling someone else's drink up, you want to be aware of that and intervene when you can, when you can safely. If it means getting a friend involved or, or being able to go over there yourself, you always want to get somebody else involved mm -hmm. with you so sure. you're not the lone person. In fact, uh, my mom, of all people, uh, told me that when she was, you know, when I was your age, uh, mm -hmm. her strategy was always if she was out with some of her friends and she saw a guy that was kind of shady that her friend was talking to, mm -hmm. you know, tell her, look, if he's that great, get his number, he'll be great you know next time you talk to him but right. you know right and and a lot of i've talked to some young men on this campus and they call it C blocking. Yes, yeah, I think we've all heard that I, term. Can I yeah. say that? That's I'm fair, not, yeah. Okay, so yeah. they call it cock blocking, right? Don't be a cock block. Well, be a cock block. 
Quite mm-hmm. frankly, I think it's important that we empower each other, young men and women on this campus, to pay attention to our surroundings because we're responsible to each other. Um, and to stay to, or choose to stay with the friends that you went to the party with. Um, Drunken you know, consent is not consent. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, you know, in the, in we, uh, every summer we get a lot of parents asking us what we do to help women protect themselves against sexual assault. And my stock answer is, you know, there's a lot of programs around here to help empower women, but that's not where the work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about mature decisions. You know what a mature decision is? Is seeing a situation where this is unfolding and you go, you know, it's not going to happen on my watch. It's not going to happen in my house. It's not going to happen on my campus. Mm-hmm. And step forward. You really want to be a man? Then do that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to me, an uh, immature decision is, is, is what Aaron talked about, C-blocking or, right. or the stuff like that. You know, Hey, it doesn't take any energy to do that. It takes a lot more energy to step up and say, this is what needs to be done. Absolutely. That's it. If you care about your Face friends, close. you would do that. No. I mean, that's yeah. the way I see it. And if I'm you care sure. about your fellow classmates, Absolutely. you don't even have even, to know the person. Better, you know, we, yeah. we talk about we being Spartans and we being one and we all rally around when it's football and stuff. We're all one one team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where's the team in the bar? Where's the team at the house? Where's right. the team then? Right. Are we all one and we're all going to be C blockers or are we going to say, you know, that's not going to happen. It right. just doesn't happen. Right. Excellent. That's great. Well, we got two to go. We got two more. We're running out of time. Okay, number two is there's more to sexuality than sex. Um, And you want to... Did you have something to say, <laughs> No, not, not right now. <laughs> okay. Well, now, this is on what we talked about earlier, I think, this, the sensuality. It really element. does. I mean, you know, I, unfortunately, I'm on my soapbox again, but it's, <laughs> sex, sex is only a small part of sexuality. You know, and I said this, uh, I think, two years ago, I said in the column in the state news, I said, you know, sex is terribly overrated because, you know, as, as when I used to skydive, there was nothing that came close to skydiving. There was no sexual experience I ever heard about or was involved in it, I wouldn't even come mm-hmm. close to some of the passionate things that I've been involved in that I like doing. And, and sexuality is so much more than just sex. It's everything you are as a male or female. It's how you dress, how you walk, how you talk, what you wear, what you eat, how, what career you go into. It's mm-hmm. everything about that, you know. But sometimes we just focus on what we do with our body. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's so much more there. Folks, I mean, have fun with it. You know, have the meals, have the sensuality. Sure. You know, uh, if you choose to engage in, in, you know, everybody wants to be touched. Let's go back to this, that touch thing for a minute. There's nobody in this world that doesn't like to be touched. Well, I know one yeah. guy. Uh, <laughs> nobody does not like to be touched. It's part of our human nature to be touched. So if you want to involve yourself in touch, there's so many things you can do that would probably create more emotions and more closeness with another person than intercourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, intercourse is so ho- overly rated a- as a form of expression. <laughs> it just boggles my mind when people talk about intercourse. It's like, oh, my gosh, did you touch? How long did you touch right. for? Did you touch her arm? Did you touch inside her, her kneecap? Dude, why would I do that? You know? Yeah, <laughs> not even on the radar. <laughs> and number one is communicate. Absolutely. Ask the tough questions and get clarification. I think this is the biggest piece that we can put out there. Sort of our for theme students. for the night, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very I'm important. Saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes back to even protecting yourself, um, being able to communicate with your partner. I mean, you're able to talk to them about the, the ways you're going to protect yourself mm-hmm. um, if you're going to be involved in having sex with each other. Sure. Um, 
And you can also talk about past history, STIs, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And not even just the risks. I think, you know, if, if there's something that you've been maybe, you know, hesitant to, to, to ask about, maybe they're exactly. interested in doing that too. It's a, it opens up a whole new world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, there's benefits too, not just the risks. So. <laughs> what the hell else are you going to talk about when you're not in the bedroom? I yeah, mean, exactly. if you can't talk to each other, then what's the yeah, point? Yeah. She's on a roll tonight. I know. <laughs> she's like, she's right. She's like in the hell. <laughs> I want to save uh, four minutes for, so we can have Wes put sure. the condom on, but, of you know, course. We talk about intimacy, and we'll probably spend the show on just talking about intimacy, but the truest form of intimacy is intense communication. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more intimate than communication. Not, you know, the bareback position or the, the flying J position or the <laughs> multiple <laughs> orgasm. The truest form of intimacy is communication. If you can communicate with another individual and they hear you and you listen to them, God, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Tell me, somebody call and tell me there's nothing like somebody being heard or somebody being listened to. Mm-hmm. So let's get to Wes. Let's see if he can do it. Here we go. Step right, one, dude. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Now, what are we looking at here? Just so, because for the folks this, that aren't interested. This is the really incredible orange. orange phallus. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's orange. And it, it is it orange. It came orange. Um, we have a couple of condom choices here for you. Let's see. Oh, Wes. wide array. Well, I'm going to go with the uh, Durex okay. brand here. Okay. All right. Did you... Oh. You might want to check for something on the back of the package check first. Something is all just the expiration ripped it open. Date. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's See, start I'm over. rushing right into it. All right. All right. Let's over. let's start over. Okay. We only got four minutes. He already <laughs> failed once. Let's he see. Failed. Okay. Looking at the expiration date. Now, there's a lot of numbers on the back here. Yeah. Uh, expiration date 2011 is the year. That's, that's so a good I think thing. yeah yeah. If, if you don't use it by then, well, I'm not going to comment on that. But okay. So opening up the condom. And you were careful to see where the condom was in the package. Absolutely. Right? Yep, good. So set that aside. All right, well, now. Oh, what are you checking for? Should we talk a little about about the expiration date, real quick? No. Just, you know, if you have that much time, yeah. I know what you're getting at is that you, know, you don't want it to be too close to. Yeah, the, you don't want to use a condom that expires in 2007 this year. You want a little time. All so. right, so now what I'm looking for now is basically the top. There's more tip, right? right? Okay. And so. what are you going to do before you put that thing on? What am I looking for? Oh, uh, I'm not sure what you're getting at. Which way does it roll? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You want to make sure you find which way it rolls down before you touch gotcha. the penis I with see. it. All right. So now we have the reservoir tip poking up. Yeah. And All what right. are you going to do before you put it on? Pinch it? Pinch gotcha. It. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now pinched. Put on the top. And he's shaking Rolling. uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling all the way down to the bottom, Good. to the base. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's only, you're only half there. So mm-hmm. say you do involve yourself and you're all done and uh, involve everything, everything's come out. What are you going to do now? Uh, well, I say I'm afraid to answer wrong on this one. I feel like I've already... Uh, Messed You've up a little well. bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, well, once once the act is complete, yeah. um, I'm now I'm gonna slide it off. Right. But I'm assuming there's a, a right and wrong technique that I'm I'm nervous about. All right, is it just uh, grab at the tip and then just pull off? No, no that might okay. hurt. To be Actually. fair, this is a tough situation. The angle is not very good for your end. Okay, right. what am I here. missing here? Let's go like this. Okay. Okay. So now just to okay. slide off, grab the. Let's roll from the roll. bottom. Okay. Actually. Go ahead. All right. So roll from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. The FCC is listening now. <laughs> Absolutely. You and actually... Okay. So uh, what did you do there at the end? I made sure that it did the uh, the ejaculate did not come out of the condom. Exactly. All right. Perfect. And you want to do this while the penis is still hard and while you're away from the vaginal or anal area, wherever you had sex. Or oral. Gotcha. Yep. oral. Any yep. of it. All right. And don't throw it away in the toilet. It no. clogs toilets. That's <laughs> yeah. a good point. Well, now, what about... These are environmental safety. 
Is there any <laughs> advice on placing it back into the wrapper? Uh, I know that's You know, kind of you can do thing. that. You can wrap it up in some Kleenex, okay. um, throw it discreetly in okay, your Okay, so there's nothing wrong or right about doing that. That's just a personal preference? Okay, yeah. gotcha. And for those of you that are out there going, this is this should not be said on the air, you know, it's education. It's mm-hmm. all about giving information out there. And embarrassing me. <laughs> that's, no, but it, that's the this, number one reason. Yeah, that's we're the doing bonus. It. But no, you're, you're right though. This I is apply, very good information. I applaud the impact for for having the show because we've heard volumes from people about the show and about the, you allowing us to talk about these things. And sometimes uh, even me and my age get a little squeamish nowadays because you know you get your critiques about not sharing this type of information because it's you know it's not right. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This is an educational institution. Mm-hmm. We're being challenged to be bold in our design yes. of this institution. So we're going to be in your face about it. And we hope it was uh, uh, fun to listen to as well, of yep. course. But uh, we're going to wrap up here. we just got a few seconds left. But there is a show that I want to let you get a plug in for real quick. So. Yes, absolutely. L- uh, tune in to us the first Tuesday of every month. So October 2nd, 7 o'clock, uh, same place here on 88.9. We will be back for Sex Exposure and joining Wes. And we are so excited to be invited back every oh, right. first Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and uh, even, despite all the embarrassment, it was great having you guys in here. Again, Olin Health Center, if there's uh, more information, any questions you've got for Dr. D or anybody else down there, feel free to stop in over at Olin Health Center or check out the website for more information at olin.msu.edu. And that's O-L-I-N, olin.msu.edu. Again, thanks, you guys, for coming in. This has been very uh, educational, very fun. Yeah, I hope it was fun you. for uh, our listeners as well. <laughs> We're going to throw it over to the Progressive Torch and Twang here. Right. One of the best stations, or excuse me, one of the best shows we've got here on the station. We love it. Uh, I want to thank you again for listening. Thanks, everyone, for being here. And uh, Thanks for Kevin for laughing at me from the uh, the engineer's booth. Whole this has show. been Entire the impact show. sex exposure. I uh, hope to see you again very soon. <laughs> see you guys. Thanks for listening to this evening's exposure only on 88.9 The Impact. <laughs>